there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to help get your child the optimum level of results in your journey to autism recovery. And I was once told that my own son could not recover from his symptoms of autism and that I should drug him and try behavioral therapies, and that was all that we would be able to do for him. But I knew that the brain could heal. I have a 30-year background as a craniosacral therapist, and I knew scientifically it's a fact that the brain can and does heal, but I didn't know that much about autism. So I began my own research, and it took me about a decade, but today, fortunately, from all of that research, my son is now fully recovered from his symptoms of autism. He's no longer even diagnosable. And that is what I wanna share with you, are natural resources that can get your child the optimum results. And that can vary for every child. They may still have their, their diagnosis of autism, and that's fine, but kids who are nonverbal can now talk and speak even clearly and other kids who couldn't think or focus in a classroom are, or went from D's and F's are now getting A's and B's. One I know even went off to medical school. He's that brilliant as our kids are, but when there's toxins and inflammation in the way, they can't think, they can't stay calm and relaxed. So sometimes they can even be irritable and aggressive. And I want you to know that your child is not an angry person. It's the toxins and the inflammation in their body that can cause these behaviors. So if we work with the biology by healing the gut uh, to clear out all the, the, the detoxification that needs to happen, all the heavy metal toxins and other toxins in the way, and the co-infections uh, like mold and Lyme and strep and things that get in their way like that, then they their body's healthy and their brain can start to function at optimum and be healthy. So first of all, I want to make sure that you can get my free resource guide to the top seven foods to eliminate that will help your child reduce their symptoms of autism because it all begins with the gut. And of course, it's a very beginning step of all of the stages, but it's so important. And I want to make sure that you know what those inflammatory and toxic foods are. And the PDF that I'm giving you also explains why those foods are so bad for them. So you understand more, I think really it's important to be educated about what you're doing. The understanding helps for one, motivate you, but also to be able to, to keep going to, to understand that how beneficial it is what you're doing, those steps that you're doing. And, and then you'll understand how much your child can benefit from it. You can get that free guide at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods, just the number seven and foods. And that's right there waiting for you. And uh, I think it'll give you a lot of helpful information and you can start with that today. And remember that transition is a slow and steady process. Nothing is done quickly here. Detoxification must be done very, very slowly. That's very, very important. So many parents are eager and I totally understand. And I, I remember it myself, wanting to just do a lot quickly because you want to see the results as fast as you can, but it doesn't work that way. It actually is one of those times where you say slow helps you go fast, because if you do too much detoxification too quickly and our kids are loaded with toxins, they'll have a toxic dump and you'll have something called die-off symptoms. Their behaviors will get worse, they could even get sick, flu-like symptoms, et cetera. And then you might think, oh, this isn't working or I can't do this or it's too hard. 
and stop. And that would be the worst thing for your child. You want to make sure you're doing it slowly so their body can take it and easily take it, it safely, and you both can do it comfortably, that it's not more of a stressor on you because we want to make your life easier. My goal is to help you have this journey be as easy as possible and to help you on that journey. Today, we're going to be talking about something that I think is really important, and we haven't really dove into it directly before, and these are going to be on the B vitamins. We've talked about methylation before, the MTHFR gene mutation and things like that, which I'll cover a little bit today too, because if you missed those episodes in the past, um, I'll link to them in the show notes, which will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 101. But I do want to make sure that you understand um, about all of the B vitamins because there are a lot of questions that come up about them. First of all, I want to say because of the MTHFR gene mutation, which close to nine, they say close to 100%, about 98% of people with autism have that mutation. It's very, very common. And if you find that your child has it, don't worry about it. It can be reversed. It can be healed up. It basically means that it's a it's a it's an enzyme and it's responsible for for various things the methylation cycle basically means your detox one of your detoxification pathways and when that gene mutation happens it disrupts the body's ability to make the master antioxidant which is glutathione glutathione is also something that you can supplement with especially as your child is re in recovery and they're increasing their uh, your their detoxification that can really help you on your path but uh, and it's important to to get glutathione in before you ever do methyl B12 which is one of the B vitamins very very important our kids need methyl B12 all of us do it helps the gut, it helps the brain, there are so many things behind it. Uh, but what I want to make sure that you understand is that you often do not want to jump right into methyl B12. And here's why. So if there's an MTHFR gene mutation, which again I mentioned, most common in kids with autism and often with the parents of, if you take too much B12 right, right off the bat and those detoxification pathways aren't working clearly, then the symptoms can get much worse. You can see a lot of hyperactivity, wild behaviors, and, um, and they can get, again, much worse. That means that those methylation pathways are not ready for B12 yet. Some kids can take it right away and you see them benefit from it right away. And if so, that's great but it's very, very common in kids with autism to not be able to just take it right away. In my membership program, it is in module two. It's not even in the first module that we get into it. And that's because I want to make sure we're doing some gut healing and supporting the, the foundational properties. Now, the gut controls about 80% of the immune system. It also has holes in it that leak into the bloodstream and get into the body in other ways and cause the immune system to react. So we want to heal those, those foundational aspects up first and get the body a little stronger. Then as we move forward in the, the whole process and the stages, then when we've done a little bit of work, and as like I mentioned, the glutathione goes in first to help support that methylation pathway in the body, you always want to make sure too you're using methyl B12 now that that's a 
methylation type process. The other one you'll see in a lot of supplements, which is bad and you want to avoid, is cyanocobalamin. It's, it starts with a C-Y-A-N-O, cyano, cyanocobalamin. So you want to avoid that one. It can actually cause a further depletion in, uh, in the B12 vitamins. They use that in supplements because it is commonly just more stable in a, a in a vitamin supplement itself uh, is it but they don't really realize or or maybe they do realize but they can't put the methylation b12 in certain supplements unless it's a very very high quality product the company has done their research well and that is the case for some but you need to make sure when you purchase any uh, b12 supplement or any multi that you're when you see uh, the, the methyl B12 instead of cyanocobalamin, which is B12. So just look for that word methyl. And when you're talking about methylation, you can remember methyl. And also B12 is, is important for functioning of things like uh, digestion and food absorption. We find this with our gut a lot. And now we're going to move into some of the others because we'll find that they work together. So like vitamin B6 helps with brain function and coping with stress and other mutations of these related enzymes. Another one that has a lot of uh, confusion around it is folinic acid and folate. Now, folinic acid is synthetic, and so it's very important that you're getting folate as a natural source. And of course, you can get that from green vegetables and beans and some other whole food, whole, whole plant foods, but it's also responsible for synthesizing a lot of DNA, making red blood cells, transporting oxygen, supports the function of our nerves and cardiovascular system. So adequate B vitamins, including folate, are really necessary for proper cognitive function as well. So you might find that your child actually is able to think and focus a little better if they have more B6 in them. And again, we're working with the B12 pathways to get those working, but B6 can come in a little bit sooner. With anything, you wanna make sure that your child, that you're doing one thing at a time. Because what I find is if people give a multivitamin or a multi-B complex, and it has, of course, multiples of the different B vitamins in it, or, or multiples of any vitamin in it, you don't know which one or which, which few of those vitamins in that entire supplement that your child may be reacting to. In my program, we always start out with one thing at a time, one singular supplement. Even with vitamin D, we'll do a D and then we'll do vitamin D and K together a little bit later, just after you've gone through the first cycle of the first supplement bottle that you've been using to make sure that everything's been fine. Then you know, because some kids react to vitamin K and you don't want to give a DK product and then think that your child can't have D because it might be the K. You understand what I'm saying is that singular vitamins are best to begin with because then you know one thing at a time, you know what is causing any new symptoms or reactions your child might be having. I've had parents come to me and say they came home from a practitioner, a doctor's office with 13 different supplements to give their child and they were supposed to start them right away, all of them. And of course, their their child just went off the rails. They they couldn't handle it. They they got much worse. And from all of those supplements, you have to then stop everything and go back to square one and start over with one thing at a time and move forward that way. 
So you lose time and you lose the expense of what you paid for all of those things. So really use caution when moving forward with supplementation. Very, very important. So in, in general, the B vitamins are water sol soluble, which means that they um, really can't take too many of them. When we say water soluble versus fat soluble, fat soluble are things that are more oil-based. They are vitamins A, D, E, and K in general. And um, those can build up in the system with too much. Uh, I do want you to know we're usually deficient in vitamin D and it is the best flu fighter available as we enter winter. I want you to know that vitamin D3 is the most bioabsorbable and is a fantastic antiviral. And of course, in today's times, these strange times that we're in, anything that helps with the uh, the body's ability to support uh, virus against viruses, vitamin D3, very important. And it is a fat soluble, but usually we're so deficient in it, and kids are too, that the brain is, uh, the brain is needing it and the immune system is needing it. So uh, you can give quite a bit. I'm going to be doing an episode in the future, uh, near future, about vitamin D um, because so many of our kids are deficient in it, and it is, again, a, one of the, the best flu fighter available. Um, and that way you can avoid any uh, toxic adjuncts from anything that you might be thinking about getting, uh, such as a, uh, a vaccination or something like that. Uh, we don't want to add any more toxins into our kids because they're already overly toxic and they can have really bad uh, reactions to things like that. So whenever possible, we give the body something natural that can support it so it can do its own work. And that's what it's really about is being able to give the body what it needs, help it reduce the inflammation and the toxins so that it can then do the work that it can naturally do on its own and uh, because it's been supported in doing so. Uh, nerves cannot function well without the B vitamins either. Uh, deficiency along with heavy metal toxicity is among leading causes of irritability, anger, and violent episodes in children with autism. So again, you'll see this, especially heavy metal toxicity, especially mercury and lead can cause a lot of anger and violent episodes. So as you're hearing these things about the B vitamins, understand that there are other toxins, especially these heavy metals, that can really be interfering with the body's processes and causing a lot of your child's behaviors. Uh, so it's a lot of uh, also another common problem to have, have anxiety and seizures uh, with B to vitamin deficiency along with heavy metal toxicity. So the two of those are pretty much hand in hand. So you wanna add in some B vitamins slowly, one at a time to support that, and then also some heavy metal detoxification. And in the next two episodes that follow this, I am going to be doing a special series on heavy metal detoxification. So please, please tune into them. I have some world-renowned experts that I will be interviewing and uh, they will be very, very informative. So please, please stay tuned for the next couple episodes for sure and share that with any friends who might be interested in it as well. This is such an epidemic these days because of our polluted environment, and we have to know what, what to look for. But I'm also going to offer you a, an incredible natural solution that I want you to know about. But I want you to hear about it firsthand from uh, the owner of the company and the researcher 
of the product, uh, which I will be doing uh, an interview with uh, on StreamYard. If you are on on a Monday, November 9th, if you are not on my email list, please get on it now so that you make sure you know uh, about uh, any upcoming events that I have such as that. I mentioned the, the free seven foods guide at the beginning of the uh, of this episode. If you uh, leave me your email in that to get that, uh, that PDF, then I will uh, have you on my email list. Don't worry, I won't over, over send at emails. I give a very, very informative information and you'll get uh, notifications about those things coming up as well. The B vitamins protect the brain from excitotoxicity. And excitotoxicity comes from things, especially like monosodium glutamate and aspartame. Those are, monosodium glutamate, as we know, is a flavor enhancer. It's an artificial ingredient, and it's literally put in to, to make you, your tongue and your then your brain uh, believe that that food tastes better than it does. It's a flavor enhancer, but it's very, very toxic to the brain. And so is aspartame, which is the artificial sweetener. The one safe sweetener that you can use is uh, stevia. Get organic green leaf stevia. Don't get the ones that are processed with a bunch of dextrose or maltodextrin or other junk fillers in them. You want the na natural one. But that is safe and it won't help, won't cause your any of the candida issues to grow and uh, it won't cause any blood sugar issues either. A deficiency in B vitamins also causes low taurine levels. It reduces the body's ability to detoxify. So again, helping detoxification. And B vitamins are essential and crucial for basically all, all around survival. Our bodies cannot make them, so we have to add them in through dietary means. And they give us cellular energy. And we've done, I've done an episode in the past on mitochondrial deficiency, which I will link to in the show notes. Uh, but it is important to know that cellular energy, we can really, it can be a, a child who has poor muscle tone or very lethargic, very fatigued, and it's very, very common to have mitochondrial deficiency, but we need the B vitamins to also improve the cellular energy uh, as well. CoQ10 or ubiquinol is an excellent product for uh, helping with mitochondrial disorders, but the B vitamins will also help with that. And like I just mentioned, I promise I will link to the mitochondrial episode and the MTHFR episodes uh, in the show notes, which will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 101. The B vitamins can be purchased in different forms too. There's one of pyridoxal 5-phosphate or P5P, which makes it much more bioavailable. Some of these uh, B vitamins, they're, they're again, they're synthetic. Uh, I talked a little bit already about the uh, folinic acid or folic acid. They're putting uh, synthetic B vitamins in foods and it's actually causing our kids and us more problems. It can make kids really hyperactive. You might see something, a, a food that says, um, you know, fortified with B vitamins and it, it sounds good, but it's not. It's the opposite. In fact, it's causing more problems. So make sure that you avoid those things too. You do not want synthetic B vitamins. Uh, like I mentioned, they will cause hyperactivity. They can cause a lot of problems. Um, if you're taking in a supplement, they're not bioavailable. I've also mentioned a few foods that you can take 
uh, you can eat that will be really, really helpful uh, as well. So um, you can get them from food sources, but you can also um, get some if as long as the, the product itself is a natural bee source. Um, some of them, like beta carotene and vegetables, won't accumulate in the body either the way that synthetics synthetic ones will. So that's really important to know. Super food, super green food supplements are, there can be some really good ones. Um, I will link to in the show notes, a super green food, an organic one that I do uh, suggest and, and really think is an excellent product. Um, it's actually tastes good. It's a powder. You can add it to any liquid, mix it in a smoothie, uh, have your child drink some of it, and then they're getting some vitamins and minerals in an organic form. And like I mentioned, it actually does taste pretty good. I think it does. It has uh, a little tiny bit of stevia in it. So it, they've, they've made it flavor. Uh, so it, it does taste good. Um, vitamin B1 is basically also called thiamine. And thiamine is another name for, uh, it's in, for B1, but it's also involved in energy production, normal nerve functioning, and the metabolism of carbohydrates and fats. I'm going to run through these so you can get a good glimpse on each one of them. Vitamin B2 is riboflavin. Riboflavin is another name, again, for B2. And it has the riboflavin 5-phosphate is the active form of B2. It is important in normal nerve functioning, building ATP, which is that energy cell, uh, energy cell issue that I talked about, especially with mitochondrial issues. So it increases energy metabolism, helps with carbohydrate metabolism, and assists in the production of glutathione, which I already mentioned is our master antioxidant. Uh, vitamin B2 or riboflavin is also important for the health of the eyes, the mucous membranes, the skin, the fetal growth, very important in development. And riboflavin is involved in converting vitamin B6 and folic acid into their active forms. And it's naturally found in things like eggs, meat, and broccoli. Vitamin B3 or niacinamide is, uh, it comes in forms uh, that it is of, oh, niacin or niacinamide, I'm sorry. It assists in the activity of GABA in the system, which creates a calming effect. It metabolizes fat, and it's commonly used in treating high cholesterol, but too much B3 can harm the liver and cause skin sensitivity. So again, you always want to make sure that you're not giving an excess because, you know, niacinamide uses up these methyl groups that can result in further issues with the deficiency in the methylation pathway. So commonly, and this is a general sense, to keep dosages to 50 milligrams a day or less. And it's naturally found in greens, meat, poultry, fish, and eggs. And vitamin B5, also called pantothenic, uh, pantothenic acid, is important in the production of energy and assists the adrenal glands, which are, of course, the adrenal glands help us with stress. And when our, especially our kids are really toxic, and when they get really toxic, the adrenals, the adrenal glands get really um, stressed out. They are our stress glands. And they can, they can start getting too stressed out and not work properly, uh, can read, lead to thyroid issues, uh, extreme fatigue, uh, irritability. And you, you know, remember when I speak to you about your children, I'm speaking to you as well for your own health. 
because as a parent of a child with autism, you have your own challenges as well. And we have to take care of ourselves just as we do our children. So make sure that you know, you're under some stress, that you're also making sure you're taking care of yourself. So again, B5, pantothenic acid can help with those adrenal glands. It helps for, with ADHD and autism, and it also helps with things like asthma, depression, and diabetic nerve pain. And it's naturally found in meat, eggs, and grains. I'm not a big advocate of grains. Um, they're, they're not that great for the brain. And um, especially when we're doing you know, candida cleansing, you don't want to feed the, the carbohydrates in there. But as you're hearing, most of these B vitamins so far, uh, you can get in things like meat, poultry, and eggs, and grains. And those are all good foods to eat. Vitamin B6 is also known as pyridoxine and must be converted to pyridoxal 5-phosphate, this is that P5P P I noted, to be properly used by the body. So there are some supplements where you can actually purchase it already in P5P form. It's helpful for children with autism at doses up to about 500 milligrams a day. And vitamin B6 is important in nerve functioning and maintaining a healthy immune system. It also assists in methylation it benefits the GI system, uh, symptoms of nausea, and assisting with better sleep. B B6 also lowers blood and uh, brain levels of glutamate. So I mentioned the uh, glutamate, uh, MSG, monosodium glutamate, aspartame, when they, they increase glutamate. Some foods you might even know, uh, bone broth can, can increase glutamate. Bone broth has a lot of good benefits to it, and it's healthy for the gut healing, and uh, gives collagen and, and uh, some protein. But if it's been simmered for more than about four and a half hours, it can increase glutamate and build glutamate. So you just want to be careful about how much you give your child, but also knowing that uh, if, they, if they show some sensitivities to it, it could be from glutamate. But again, B6 helps with protecting against uh, high levels of glutamate. And again, stay away from monosodium glutamate or MSG. Um, high doses of vitamin B6 have been used in treatment with seizures very commonly. And generally about 25 milligrams a day is plenty helpful. Um, so the other one, I already mentioned a little bit about folic acid and folate. And this is really important because it gets missed a lot. Since 2011, there have been multiple studies showing the correlation between using folic acid before conception and it lowering the risk of autism by about 40%. But again, you're looking for folate because it's, it's the methylated form. It helps with DNA synthesis, nerve functioning, and it helps build naturally methyl B12. So again, you're back to the methylation pathway and all that we talked about for, um, for B12. There are a lot of great supplements for B12 out there too. You can find them in uh, liquid form or in, in uh, capsules. They're not even capsules. They're little uh, melt-away pellets that will go underneath your child's tongue and they melt very, very quickly. So they're easily um, absorbed in the capillaries in the, in the mouth, which go into the bloodstream in seconds, and it bypasses the gut. So anything that you can give your child that is, uh, is taken in the mouth and, and absorbed that way is greatly, greatly beneficial. 
Um, again, MTHFR mutations have been led to things like food allergies and inflammation, even Alzheimer's, cardiovascular problems, ADD and ADHD, thyroid issues, chronic fatigue, eczema, infertility, drug sensitivities, and a lot of sensory and tactile sensitivities as well. There are a couple physical signs that are really interesting to know about with MTHFR. One is a sacral dimple. Now your sacrum is the bone at the base of your spine. You might notice on your child that there might be a little tiny dimple, right? As the, 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 the top part of their spine meets the area right above the gluteal fold, there will be a little dimple there. And that is a common sign actually that there is a MTHFR gene mutation. It's such a simple, interesting thing, but um, a blue line in between the eyebrows. Um, some you might notice it looks like a little vein. Some people have that. It's a sign of a MTHFR gene mutation. And then also tongue tie. And tongue tie is really common and not so so commonly missed. And I did a great interview with an expert. Her name's Barbara Tritz. Uh, a while back, and I will link to that on myofunctional disorders. And myofunctional disorders are, are uh, disorders in the mouth, and tongue tie is one of them. And I'll give you links to airway dentists, specialized uh, people who work with these things uh, naturally, safely. But it's very important to know sometimes your child's picky eating issues can even come from either having tongue tie or having some other uh, sort of malformation in the mouth. The palate might not be might, might not be formed correctly. They can work with these things naturally, and then some of those sensory issues and the picky eating issues can be lowered. Very very important to know, um, and tongue tie is really commonly missed. Uh, as well. So I will link to that in the show notes as well. And so I hope this has been helpful for you. I thought uh, it would be important to just cover the B vitamins in an episode because we hadn't really done them before besides methylation and B12 itself. And uh, there's a lot more to know in all of them and how beneficial uh, they can be. And again, avoiding those synthetic B vitamins. Uh, so um, again, I will link to all of the show notes today. will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 101. And uh, as I mentioned before, in the upcoming episodes, I have uh, some specialists world-renowned specialists on heavy metal detoxification. And we're going to be able to give you some great solutions and natural solutions for those detoxification. And I have uh, something really special to share with you uh, on that episode as well, but I'm not allowed to say it yet. So you have to tune in. <laughs> I hope you're there. Um, I really think it'll be uh, beneficial in many, many ways. Um, heavy metal detoxification is an extremely important issue not only for children with autism, but for all of us these days, and how many people and how many brains are suffering because of it, and how many health-related issues there are, liver issues, everything else. So um, look forward to to those uh, in the next two episodes, as I mentioned, 102 and 103. So uh, look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great week. We'll see you soon.